The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you for joining us yet one more time here on Afternoons with Mike on the Shepherd Radio Network. So happy to have a couple with me here. They are business owners based out of Orlando. Stratus Building Solutions is the name of the company. I've got Matt and Amy McCartney here. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. It's great to have both of you here. Uh, I'm kind of anxious to hear your story. I don't know where you came from or what part of the country you were born in, but you're in Orlando right now. That's our starting place. And tell us, Matt, if you will, a little bit about what your company does. Uh, Our company is called uh, Stratus Building Solutions, and we are a commercial cleaning and janitorial service business. Um, Yeah, so... I know that uh, with that, you're often working nights, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, our teams our teams do. So we our business model is a little bit unique in the sense that we so we are a franchisor. So we have um, our services are provided by Stratus franchise owners. Uh, those franchise owners are our partners, and they partner with us to provide services in the field. Um, and it's a really sort of it's a really cool um, business model in that sense. How long have they been in this area? Uh, we started uh, Stratus Building Solutions here in Orlando um, two years ago today, actually. Okay, so even though the company is older than that, they're not older than that in Central Florida. Uh, that's correct, at least in Orlando. We, there is a Tampa mm-hmm. office that I think is uh, four or five years old, but here in Orlando, t- today, literally today, is our second birthday. Now, this is, a, I know, a company uh, that has a lot of, you have a lot of competition. There are individuals, there are bigger companies that tackle this. So what's that like working in that kind of an atmosphere? It is extremely competitive, um, but typically people don't want to change cleaning companies. So what we find is that although the market is very competitive, there's a a lot of people in the business that don't, um, that don't operate their business very well, I guess is the the right way to say that. So, um, and in a lot of ways, that's why people come partner with us. So if you Mm -hmm. are in the market for starting a small, uh, your own commercial cleaning business, um, you would, People like that would come to us and they would work with us, uh, invest in a franchise, and we would train them and support them in the field and teach them how to be better than the competition in terms of commercial cleaning. So that's kind of how our business works. Well, let's talk about your roles here. What do you guys do? What are the different... I know you're involved as well, Amy. So what are the roles between the this husband-wife ownership team? Uh, sure. So I'll go first. So I do, I sort of, I'm the regional director. So I, I oversee the operations of the facility. We've got an operations staff. We have an administrative staff. We have a sales staff here is, who is here joining me and, uh, uh-huh. and then, and then franchise owners and uh, service providers out in the field. Okay. Yeah. What your role then is in sales I'm taking. Yep. I am our sales team and I do our account sales out in the field. Um, we have two sales funnels at all times. We have an account sales funnel and a franchise sales funnel. Um, So I like to say I do our account sales and Matt does everything else. Now, you said you've been here for two years? Two years, yep. That means you moved right in the middle of 2020 and uh, the pandemic going on. How was that? That was a move of faith (laughs) is maybe the best way to describe it. It was was a leap, but there's a long story sort of preceding that about how that happened and why that happened. 
um, that I think we'll get into in a little bit here. But uh, it was um, it was definitely a leap of faith. It was, but God has really held our hand um, throughout the journey. Well, tell me about yourselves. Where did you guys grow up? Uh, I grew up outside of Metro Detroit, so I'm uh, a town called Brighton, or is uh, it's about 30, 45 minutes outside of downtown Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I grew up and lived there for at least the majority of my life. What brought you down to Florida? Amy. <laughs> I'm from here. I grew up in Central Florida. Okay. Yep. So you guys met obviously someplace in between or at a school or whatever, huh? So I grew up here and I moved. I went to middle school, high school, and I went to UCF. And then in my early 20s, I relocated to Texas. And then I worked there for several years and we met in graduate school um, in Indiana. So that's how we met. And then in the last 10 years, we've lived in five different states. So wow. for me, this is coming back home. What graduate school in Indiana? We went to Notre Dame. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there before. Go Irish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I got to see Touchdown Jesus from a, um, that that's the name of it, friends. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but that's what they call that at Notre Dame. And uh, I had a friend that actually worked on the campus and got to go up in that big building with the big mural and uh, got to oversee the stadium from that vantage point. That's and, awesome. And I understand that that's, not, that's a rare thing for a lot of people to get to do, but I did that. And I've also gone to a basketball game at okay. Notre Dame before, and that was a lot of fun. Very live gymnasium there. So you guys were there. Did you attend sporting events? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's hard not to. It's, <laughs> it would be, you know, try to avoid a Notre Dame football game uh, yeah. when you're on campus. It's not possible. Not possible. The whole area shuts down. It yep. is what it is, man. It, yeah, it, and we're we're sports fans, so and Notre Dame football is, is one of our top teams for sure, mm-hmm. so we're big fans. That's great. Yep. So you, met, you went to school there, and mm-hmm. then met in graduate school, obviously, and then you guys have a relationship. You said five states. Where else have you been? From Notre Dame, Matt got a job in New England, so we were just outside of Boston, and he, we worked and lived outside of Boston for about six years. Okay. Then we were in Michigan. Um, and we worked there for three years and then back home. So for me, it was Texas, Indiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, and back to Florida. Oh, wow. Texas. Where in Texas? Just outside of Dallas, Dallas-Fort okay. Worth area. Yeah, Great my time. son is living in that area. I loved so, it there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lots of crazy traffic. But uh, you, so you, you have that in common now in Orlando. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Although I will say, I think it's worse in Texas. Uh, it's unreal. The, the way they drive, 75 mile an hour speed limits. And they, that means they go 90, right? Yeah. It is crazy, isn't it, when you're there? My goodness. So you've been back here. It was a move of faith, obviously, uh, because of the pandemic. Was it difficult breaking into new businesses? Uh, I don't mean literally breaking in, but I'm talking about getting new clients with the pandemic going on. Absolutely. Uh, it was, um, you know, it was not just with the pandemic, but also we, you know, we moved here and started the business like, two weeks later. So we didn't know anybody. So we yeah. had, we hadn't lived here. Amy lived here when she was, you know, in high school, been 15 years, but, yeah, long but time. we had zero network, zero community, zero anybody. We had Amy's family lives uh, in Longwood. And so we had them and that's why we moved here. But then we sort of, we had to start all of that from scratch. So we didn't, you know, we didn't have that big friend group or community or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so that was very challenging. That's cool. What do you like Amy about what you do? What do you think about Stratus that uh, is really 
for you your favorite part? My passion is really um, our franchise owners and getting to know them and helping them build their businesses and helping them be successful. The most important thing for me is I do account sales and really recognizing the cleaning needs of the client and then making sure that we allow enough time for our teams to be successful in the building. Because when they're successful, the clients are happy and they're growing healthy businesses. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm passionate about. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. and, and getting to meet people like that is, that's a fun thing in and of itself, mm -hmm. right? I never know when I, I do a lot of cold calling and I walk around out there. That's how really we got started. And um, you never know what you're going to walk into. You never know who you're going to meet, what kind of business they're going to run and getting to understand their needs and their unique needs. Everybody needs, everybody has a different level of cleaning expectations. Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of different personalities and offices. So really identifying that. Um, whether it's medical, industrial, general office space, churches, fitness centers. Um, it's really been fun to understand that and then make sure that we do a good job for our franchise owners. Now, the, you're mentioning the word franchise owners. We've had mm -hmm. Kyle Heck up here a couple of times, and he's obviously in that franchising business. You had mentioned before we began recording uh, the whole idea of a three-tier system that Stratus is. So you have like a, a home base or a uh, top-level corporate side, and then you have what a, a franchise, but then yep. as a franchise owner yourself, you're more than just worried about your own local franchise. You're wanting to expand the company and get other franchisees under you, right? Yeah, so our service providers are franchise owners is sort of how it works. So in, mm -hmm. in it's a three-tier franchise model. There's a national corporate stratus. So it's, uh, there's... 72, I think, um, Stratus offices and Stratus master franchise owners, just like us, mm -hmm. uh, across the U.S. and Canada. So in most metropolitan, major metropolitan cities, there's a Stratus uh, office there. Um, our role is as the master franchise owner, and we are our job is to develop Stratus in the great Orlando area. So we are in um, Orange County, Seminole County, Lake and Osceola. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our territory. And our job is to develop and create a, a Stratus business here. Now, our franchise owners are the service providers. So think of if you um, if you wanted to start your own small cleaning business, your own small commercial cleaning business, but you didn't really know how to do it. Maybe you don't have experience running a business. Maybe you don't have, um, maybe you've never worked in cleaning. Maybe uh, you know, we have we get a lot of people that have uh, immigrated into the U.S. that are, um, you know, people from Peru and Venezuela and Colombia that maybe there's some kind of um, distress happening where they're from or something like that. And they're sort of leaving that situation and starting from scratch. Um, and they've got a lot of relevant experience, but they similar to our situation. They move here and they don't know people. They, they maybe don't speak the language. They maybe um I don't know. They, they're Their professional looking... credentials don't mm -hmm. carry over to new country. Yeah, right, we get some. Right. We have one who's a, a franchise owner who's an eye doctor in Colombia, but her uh, her education and her certifications in Colombia effectively mean that she would have to start school all over again. Oh, my goodness. Here, mm -hmm. um, and start from yeah. scratch. So rather than doing that, she started a commercial cleaning business. And so, um, so they effectively partner with us, and we help teach them the business, help teach them how to be good at what they do. We help support them in the field. We do... Uh, this sales and marketing work we do. So it's a really cool partnership in that sense. So, um, and it ends up with a really great result for our clients because they get like a really good blend of, um, of, of basically like they get the, the, the intimacy of a small cleaning business with the franchise owner, but they also get the support structure of like a bigger company because we have 
you know, very experienced operations staff. We can handle, you know, complex floor care issues. We can handle, you know, we're very thorough in terms of how we can support and train the franchise owners to be good mm-hmm. at what they do. Um, and so they get that value from Stratus, but they also get the intimacy of the small business owner. I'm uh, kind of blown away. I'm thinking about people who were doctors in their former country, and then they come and they're nothing against at all running a business, but that is like as far away removed uh, from a profession standpoint mm-hmm. as what you can, uh, I would think could be. You'd be surprised. Are, yeah. I mean, we get, we have, um, uh, former eye doctors, architect. architects, petroleum engineers, commercial uh, real estate, commercial real estate. A lot of that, um, folks that are, Oh, it's a great thing. And yeah. what you talk about a wonderfully, I, I believe, uh, just a, a beautiful business to work in where it's, you're helping people, you're doing a good job. There's a lot of technology that makes this, I know, a much easier job than what it used to be at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But I, when you think about the fact that you're working in an honorable profession, that is wonderful. It's just wild to see what kind of, a, I guess you could say, a, almost a smorgasbord of type of professions of the people that you're working with. That's pretty Great. It's really cool. It's uh, it's we really do. So when Amy talks about, you can hear her talk about it from a sales perspective. But it's we really do have a, a culture and like a business where it's it's really about the people. It's mm-hmm. really about those franchise owners. And and you can see as you're um, like by talking about some of their professions and some of their backgrounds. I mean, you can really unravel that at a. Uh, we have what thirty three franchise owners now, mm-hmm. um, that work with us. And wow. so yeah, so. Um, and getting to know each and every one of them, they all have their own different situation and their own story and their own goals and their own objectives. And so working with them to really, it really, that's what we do every day. It's help. It's, we get to help people change their situation. So Um, in two years, you've not only become established yourself, but you have grown the business by, by a fold of 33. That, that is amazing. Yeah. It Congratulations. Is. Thank, Thank you. you. I wish we had anything to do with it, to be honest. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, we are, we have, we really, really believe that God has been in the driver's seat for this thing since even before we, we began it. And it's been, we see it every single day and, and the little nuances and little details of what we're doing. And it's, um, it's really just the Lord has provided. That is tremendous. He brings the people that we need right when we need them. It's always at his timing. Now, I know that you're part, before we take a break, I know that you're part of the chamber. Amy, tell me about that. How did you start that? You know, I don't remember how we initially got connected with the Christian chamber. I think I was just blown away that there was a Christian chamber. I didn't even yeah. know. Um, and I think the first, oh, I know, um, one of our, when somebody we were in a networking group, he gave us tickets to the conference and expo last year. Okay. He had extra tickets and he invited us. And so we both went, it was a full three days and it was pretty, it was amazing getting to worship uh, with people in a business. Um, we didn't have that kind of background um, in our corporate careers in the past. So that was really awesome. And then from there we decided to become members of the chamber and um, have really appreciated our involvement and the people we've met. Through yeah. That. yeah. There's so many things going on in this particular Christian chamber that I, I know a lot of people from what I hear in other markets, they're looking at Orlando. Obviously, they've started the U.S. Christian Chamber, mm-hmm. and they advertise here in The Shepherd. Uh, we also have Mark Goldstein. I'm sure you have uh, you know him. He's the one that connected you to this program. Uh, Mark is uh, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber in his own show, which he has called The Shepherd at Work. Wow. So, yeah, and so that's pretty cool. That's really cool. It's been such a... Um 
cool experience and such a cool deal, like getting to be involved in that. Crystal over at the Kristen Chamber mm-hmm. does such, has done such an amazing job of kind of building a really vibrant community there of people that are just really passionate about um, the kingdom. And it's uh, it's cool to be a part of. It really is fun. And I think for all of the uh, people involved in the Christian Chamber, they would all feel this camaraderie and just the fun of being together. Mm-hmm. You know, during the, the pandemic, they continue to find ways to meet. And some of it was virtual and some of it was face to face. But then now they're, they're back to having these big. Were you at the last lunch to hear Buck mm-hmm. Jacobs? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. I'm actually, I'm a member of C12 also. So I oh. like, so that was like doubly cool of like an intersection of two worlds that, uh, really? that yeah. are really fascinating. That's really great. So the chamber this year is hosting the expo again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in October there at First Baptist. You guys going to be there for that? Absolutely. Yep. yep. We sure will. We got tickets for us and our, our whole team's going this year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So all of those other 30-some-odd people? Not all the franchise owners are internal. Oh, you're, team. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm yep. thinking bigger there for a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. They, they may have to find uh, the the uh, Orlando Amway Center mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for, for the home base if they did that. My sure. goodness. My guests today, Matt and Amy McCartney from Stratus, and we'll be back with them in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike right here on The Shepherd. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit greenflagfranchise.com. That's greenflagfranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. My guests today on the program are Matt and Amy McCartney, and they're with Stratus Business Solutions. As you've heard, they are a franchise company. They are more than just a cleaning organization. It's a business model. I think that's really where if people are interested and they're saying, you know, I'm looking for a job, I'm looking for something to do, I'm an industrious person, I work hard, what can I do for a job? Uh, They could actually become a franchisee then and uh, become become part of your team. Yeah, we have a whole spectrum of people that will come join and work with us from a franchise owner perspective, and a lot of them are in that situation. Maybe they have a a full-time job and they have the sort of the dream of starting their own business one day, but they don't really know where to start. Um, really, uh, people looking for financial freedom is is what it really comes down to is that it's, we give people the ability to build their own business where they don't have, and they get the freedom that comes with that, right? They have, I mean, they still have to provide a service to people. So mm-hmm. there's work that needs to be done, but they're not, you know, they're not under direct supervision of their manager or staff or whatever. They're like, they are, operating the business and it's on their time. It's what they're, they're, they're They have the freedom to operate the business how they want to, and they can kind of um, ch- turn it into whatever they want, whether it's a, you know, a big mega cleaning empire or whether it's a, you know, they just want a, a 
side hustle as a extra money from their their day job. It's, so there's no real limitations as to whether it's a, a full-time job or whether it's something done mm-hmm. on the part-time. No, I mean we have people that they don't uh like they don't do cleaning work anymore. I mean they do we have people that are like I guess the dream for most people if they want to be in a bigger cleaning business is that they are not the cleaners. They're they're supervising a staff, they're mm-hmm. employing uh, their friends and their family and folks like that. And they have a, you know, they have a supervisory structure that they're using to operate their business. That's go ahead and give us your website. We'll get that again at the end of this segment. How can people get in touch with you? Yep. Go check out a uh, stratusclean.com. Stratus clean. And that's S T R A T U S clean.com. You got it. All right. That's great. Uh, you guys are believers. Obviously you're members of the Christian chamber uh, that's why you're here with us. Tell us about your faith walk. Amy, let's start with you on that. Okay. Well, I was really raised in the church from a young age. Um, my grandparents on both sides um, had faith, um, Baptist, and then the others were Catholics, and my parents got married. And I grew up in the Baptist church, and I've had um, a relationship with God for since I was a little girl. I got baptized when I was six years old. Okay. And all stayed true to the Lord all that time? No. Oh, okay. Because very few people do. No. No, I would say I really had a relationship. That was really a good moment right there, Amy. I'm glad you asked. Um, no, I um, you know, through I would say through my younger years, through high school, even through college, you know, I had a very strong relationship with Christ. I think as most people do going through those years, I've, you know, took some wrong turns. Mm-hmm. And I think what really happened is during those wrong terms, turns, I felt a lot of shame and disconnection. And rather than leaning in, I felt like I really didn't belong anymore. Um, So I would say, you know, Matt would say, I didn't really go to college. I went to school. I was a very serious student at UCF and um, academics. Meaning that she didn't have your traditional college experience or what I would consider the traditional college experience (laughs) of like living on She actually went to learn. In the dorms, like making bad decisions. Yeah. 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 So my GPA was very important to me and I made it through college pretty, but I, um, at some point I just, I really disconnected just shame and I, um, would try to be involved. And then I would say, you know what, if they really knew I wouldn't be welcome here or belong here. And sometimes I think in Christian communities, when people don't know what people have experienced, Mm -hmm. they have the tendency to possibly say things that makes other people shut down. So I really went into shutdown mode for the better part of my twenties. And at the end of that is when I met Matt. So I wasn't really in a great place when Matt and I met. Mm-hmm. which is interesting. And that changed things. Yeah, it really did. What really happened was we were, um, my faith was not a high priority for me when I met Matt. Um, we were at Notre Dame, which is an amazing institution, but I would say we had a lot more fun at football games than we did going to mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. when we met, um, we probably had a whirlwind relationship. We dated long distance. I moved back to Texas. I did not have an intention of staying in a relationship with Matt. And really over long distance and talking to him on the phone, I really was like, wow, there's a lot more here. Mm-hmm. So we had a long distance relationship. He got a job in Massachusetts. He asked me to marry him. And lo and behold, moved to Massachusetts. We spent the first six years of our marriage not really going to church. Um, Matt wasn't a believer at the time. And um, so we just kind of went through our, the first several years of marriage. And I held back a lot. Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but I held back and I didn't, he didn't, I would say he didn't know everything about me Mm -hmm. and I was happy that way. And I said, you know, if you love me now, this is where we are. And, um, what's really cool is somewhere along the way, 
um, our neighbors. It's actually a really cool story. They invited us to church and I was able to plug back in and um, really discover my identity in Christ, like rediscover it in grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And wherever I am now is exactly um, God loves me as I am. And I had the opportunity to kind of experience that change shift in my identity and be able to share a lot more with Matt. And Matt was just very receptive and open. And it um, reconnected me with um, church and with relationships and most importantly, my identity in Christ and not in my GPA and not in my career and mm-hmm. not in all of the other things that became important. Now, you know, if I could just stop and look back at a moment of something you said, it was a neighbor. And mm-hmm. a neighbor invited you. It was as simple as an invitation to attend their church with them. Mm-hmm. I think so many of us, we minimize the power of what can happen when we take the time to invite somebody to join us at church. Mm-hmm. But that changed your life. It really did. The really cool thing is our neighbor, we just moved to Michigan. and We didn't have a snowblower or even a shovel, I don't think, at the time. And mm. uh, there had been a big snowstorm. And our neighbor came over and he said, Hey, I'm going to shovel. Do you guys have a service? Do you have a, and I'm like, not yet. We just moved here. Like we just got in the house. We've been and, in Texas that we don't have these. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, um, he said, I'm going to shovel your driveway. So I went inside and I told Matt, I was like, just so you know, the neighbor is shoveling our driveway. You might want to like go meet him. <laughs> Cause I don't think you'd ever had a conversation at that time. No, I'd never met him. So I waited till he was done. And then I went out. And <laughs> nice move, man. That's good. Yeah. So they, they did that. And a couple of weeks later, they invited us to the Christmas service. And from there, you know, oh, it's completely changed our lives. And uh, we lo- like, it's amazing. I think it's so important for all of us to hear that. And I think to be freshly challenged that uh, how we, uh, number one, he was doing a service work for you. Mm-hmm. He was caring enough. He's being a great neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that that in itself is enough to cause some people to go, hmm, why would he be motivated to do that? Why would he want to work that hard for somebody he barely knows? And yet it's the love of Christ that was compelling him on. I'm sure he had no idea because most of us invite people and many of us never see any what would be outside fruit. But I can't imagine what that guy must be thinking about how the Lord used him that day. Yeah. And what's really cool is it made a pretty immediate impact to getting us back to church. But then um, for me, I really was able to start transforming. For Matt, it was a little a little later. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, go ahead and tell us that story, story, if you will, Matt. Uh, sure. So so I my, my experience was different. I did not grow up in the church. Um I had, uh, um, I guess I, when I was very little, um, my parents went to church, but they got divorced when I was in early elementary school Mm -hmm. sometime. And so, and I stayed with my mom and, um, and so I just, the church had, I, it was even past not having much to do with it. We had, um, when they were married, my mom was like the secretary at the church. And so like when she, they got divorced, the church fired her and like this whole big process. So we had a lot of animosity, I guess, against the church mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, and, but since, you know, from early elementary school on, we never, I just, God just wasn't a part of my life or my existence. So it was, I wouldn't have described myself as an atheist, probably um, more agnostic. Mm-hmm. It would be the word. I just didn't know anything about it. Um, yeah. Disconnected and really not a part. Yeah. So I just, and I didn't know anything and I'm a, my personality type is such that like I need to understand something to really engage in it. And so, um, so anyways, as, uh, I just went through my life with how I 
whatever, however I was. And then, um, as, as things progressed at the time that Amy's talking about, we had lived in Michigan at the time, but sort of proceeding up to that, um, it was sort of a perfect storm of events that were kind of brewing, but, um, we had moved around like we did, uh, effectively we were following my job around. And so after we left Notre Dame, um, I went into a rotational program and we had all these like big career and like financial ambitions and all of these uh, <clears throat> types of things that were really kind of the centerpiece of our, mm -hmm. of our goals of our really of our existence would be how I would describe it. And, um, and so when we moved to Michigan, it was because I had taken a big promotion um, for a job. And so I was moving to a new company with a, you know, a big title and a, like a big job and all that kind of stuff. And it enabled Amy to be able to stay home. So she didn't have to work anymore. So that was really nice. And, uh, and then I was at work all the time. So, and it, that job was, you know, I was traveling 50% of the time overseas. I was in China every other month and Malaysia and India and Europe. And I was all over the world just kind of doing business, whatever stuff. And, um, so it was this perfect storm in the sense that like, like when they invited us to church that day, um, Amy had just recently left her job and she was staying at home with the kids and she was, um, in a place where she was looking, she was looking and had the time and was looking to develop a community. So what that did is it sort of connected her with that church and enabled, and that's where she ended up building that community was with the moms groups and whatever, like at the, the church at the time. So, mm -hmm. um, you know. And then for me, it's really, it just, it, it got me going, I guess. And so mm -hmm. she would sort of, I, I would describe it as she sort of drug me to church for those years <laughs> whenever I was in town. And, um, and that just started to, it started the process, yeah. I guess. So I, I have uh, heard so many people say that, uh, they had drug problems that led them to church. And it was their wife drugged them to church. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But so ours was a little bit like that. I, I would wonder what it is as you look back now and the impact it had on your life obviously was huge. But to get that kind of an invitation from a neighbor that Amy was telling us about, the impact on you, tell us a little bit about how you processed all of this, thought about, you know, this guy's doing a wonderful work for us. He's cleaning our sidewalks. Now we're going to church. What, how did that impact you? It was the only way he could have approached us and had it work was the, is sort of my takeaway from it. So like, so he was, um, he, he was, he ended up being like, if you were to fast forward a few years after that, this guy ended up being kind of pivotal in our, um, in our faith walk, my faith walk in particular. But, um, I would not have been receptive had it not been, cause he didn't really ask, you know, he, he came and he wasn't there to say, Hey, I'll shovel your driveway if you let me tell you about Jesus. He was, he didn't, it was none of that. It was very, it was, he just, he wanted to help us. He wanted mm -hmm. to serve and it was no strings it, attached. No strings attached. Mm -hmm. It was, he didn't even want to talk to us. He was like, I'll just take care of it for you. And, um, and it was, it was really cool. If he would have done that and said, Oh, but let me tell you about Jesus. I would have been like, get off my property mm -hmm. and get out of here. Um, <clears throat> so it was really the only way that he could have done it, that I would have been open to sort of engaging in, a, in a, any kind of relationship with him about it. So it was, it, and that really just opened the door for communication. So then a few weeks later when he invited us to church, um, we went and that started Amy getting involved in it. And then my situation was a little bit longer than that, but we had, we were in Michigan for three years, mm -hmm. give or take. Um, so while we were there over the course of that journey, 
that job that I took ended up not working out how I, we wanted it. I wanted it to, and it was a big disaster. And, um, basically, um, when COVID happened, I got fired. So when COVID started, I lost my job. So that I had been there for like three years, but now Amy wasn't employed and she was, she'd been at home for those mm-hmm. three years. So yeah. she was really engaged in the church community and it was a fairly, um, I'd never had anything like that happen before. I was always the best at my job and really talented yeah. and stuff and whatever. So it was like a real punch in the nose. So many um, people had that experience with COVID because they furloughed people in initially and then yeah. laid them off later on. Right. And then the whole world was shut down. So we kind of found ourselves sitting there in, you know, both of us with no jobs, with the two little ones. Our kids were four and six mm-hmm. at the time with two little ones at home trying to make them go to school. We were in Michigan, so they like everything was shut down, shut down. Yeah. And um, so trying to, you know, force them to go to school on a Zoom meeting with a five year old was worked great. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he said very facetiously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, so we ended up in this sort of rock, like for what for me was just like a really like rock bottom kind of yeah. place that was just like no purpose you know i had we had done all this stuff and in any ways that my then that same neighbor ended up um being kind of who i spent my days with in a lot of senses and he plugged me into to his um his men's group that was like getting together to to talk about stuff that he'd been inviting me to for two years and i was always like oh yeah sure i'll come next time and then but it was at six o'clock in the morning on like a tuesday so nobody i wasn't going but now i had no excuses anymore so um, but so I show up at this men's group for the first time and it's, uh, they're reading Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. and it's like, I, we open this book and it's like the very first, they started Ecclesiastes that day. And if I look at Ecclesiastes, the second verse is meaningless, meaningless says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And I read that and it was like, I could have wrote this book. Yeah. It was like, that's just where my life was at that time and like sort of how it had come and we had gotten promotions and big jobs and money and all these things. And it was like, none of it was fulfilling and none of it mattered. And so it was really powerful in that sense and helped me to, it just, that's where I really in that group is where I became a believer and really started to, I guess, run after Christ. Yeah, there's so many things here as we kind of come down and we'll, we'll carry on more in our next segment with you guys, but there's so many things that I think is so refreshing from your stories is the fact that little things, we think they're little things. We think they're really maybe even non-important things that we do one with another or for another, like, like what that neighbor did. And the fact that he, you were not even in a good place at all mm-hmm. uh, when now all that happened. As, and a matter of fact, had he taken a more religious approach, you would have kicked him off your property. But it was kindness, it was love, it was serving, it was just being friendly. Uh, Those things are not small things. And fast forward, just really, it's only been a couple of years. Really? Yeah. Three years. years. February 2020 is when all that, March of 2020 is when all that happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was, see, this is just two and a half years. Basically, we're talking about a guy goes from having really almost no relationship with the Lord to a guy now that is involved not only in a business that uh, that is helping people, but you're involved in, in church and you're part of C12, this great men's organization that works with business. I mean, really, you've come a long way. 
Thank you. Yeah. That's it's, it's been a huge transformation. It's still it's still a work in progress, but it's like you're right. I mean, I had zero relationship with Christ or I wasn't even sure if there was a God. Wow. That was where I was at when that happened. So um so it's been a, a lot's changed. It's a great story, man. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I'll be back one more segment with the McCartneys in a moment with Matt and Amy McCartney from Stratus Building Solutions. We'll be right back. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com Really fun getting to know the McCartneys. That is Matt and Amy, and they are with Stratus Building Solution. Kind of a really great uh, company concept, a franchise. And if you're interested in what they are talking about and how that uh, that the business works, and you think, man, I wish I could get involved in something like that, is actually something that they could get involved with. So tell us a little bit more. If you, we were talking with Matt at the end of the last segment about how that his life has been impacted so much since even moving to the Orlando area. Uh, God's just done wonderful things in your life. And this business is more of a calling, really, for you in, at this point in your life than it is a business, right? Yeah, and it's um, I would say the way that everything has transpired has been <clears throat> like, I would say we never in a million years did we see ourselves here Two and a half years ago, when when all that stuff happened back in early March of 2020, you're fired from your job. And- <laughs> yeah, so I had I had lost my job, and then we were kind of at home, um, and just the ways. And I had sort of just met God at that point, and so I, you know, I didn't know anything. I'm like talking to my neighbor in the mornings about how do you pray, what do you do, what's wow. it like? Can I have a Bible? Like, what do I like? How does any of this work? <laughs> and um, I'm just clueless about it, and so. And while all this is happening, you know, it's, it's always now I'm a little further down the path, but I can, I I tell people it's always easier. It's easy, really easy to see God in the, in the rear view and see kind of the, the, the things that he put in place and the things that he did and the way that things that just happened to show up at the exactly the right time. And, uh, but that was very much the story of how we got started in Stratus. So, so I lost, when I lost my job, um, never in a million years that we started thought about starting our own business, but, um, within days i mean really as we were telling our families about kind of the changes that had happened and like uh what was going on we must have had four six people just completely at random both of our parents um you know that just kept as soon as they found out that i'd lost my job they're like you guys should start your own business uh like you should not go back to corporate america they're like you matt have always hated corporate america and i did um, it was, uh, you know, I always hated how 
there, well, there's a lot of things that I w- always was really frustrated with in cor- corporate America. And I always thought when I got promoted or got to a certain level, I'd be able to impact that stuff. And I never really was. And that was a big source of frustration for me for years and years and years. And, um, and so everybody was like, you should start your own business. You should start your own business. And then, um, you know, literally the day that I lost my job, the, I had gotten, um, uh, an email or whatever, a LinkedIn, like spam message from this guy who was a business broker. Um, I didn't even know what business brokers were, but he was basically like, um, like, Hey, I help people start their own businesses. If you're ever interested, let me know. And you know, I had a, like a cool title and stuff on LinkedIn. So I got LinkedIn spam messages all the time and I never read them and Mm -hmm. I would just delete them. But for whatever reason, this, that day before I had lost my job, I had, I had read that and it would sort of started processing in my brain. And, um, so anyway, so we reached out to that guy and the very first thing that he showed us was Stratus and, um, and he showed it to us and said, Hey, would you guys be interested in a commercial cleaning business? And we were like, absolutely not. Move it along. Um, Thank you very much. Right. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, but we ended up going through this process over months and it was like, we just kept coming back to it and we just loved the business model. And we saw, we thought like, because of how frustrating my, my corporate experience was, and it was all, it was always about the people. It was like, we, there were always these dumb decisions that we made or this mistreatment of people that I always felt was very unjust and very silly. And, um, and it felt like, and with this business model with Stratus, it really felt like it looked like a business model where we could really make a difference for people. We mm-hmm. could really help people um, achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. We get and and that couldn't have turned out to be more true. And it's um it's really like uh it's just really motivating every day as we go through it. So it really is. We can, we've seen it time and time again where um where when we open up the doors, we get these people that come that are. Um, maybe they're in need or especially when COVID started, we would get people that had been laid off from Disney or whatever right. that were looking to yeah, do their the own thing. the whole area was affected like that. Yeah, and they would come in and they were really looking to do some whatever's next in their life. And we'd be like, we would so we would help them. And then God would just show up on the other side of the business too, which is the sales size. But Amy, maybe you can tell a couple of stories about sometimes when that happened. Okay. So for us, it's really a balance of account sales and franchise sales. So if we sell a franchise, we're going to provide the accounts. Mm -hmm. If we sell accounts, we need to have a franchise owner that can service these accounts. So when we first started, you know, it was us in our office and some furniture and we had a phone number, but the phone doesn't ring, right? You think you start your business, beautiful website. So I spent a lot of time walking around and uh, I just remember it was, it was a second month and I was just walking around and I was going to a specific location and I took a wrong turn. I turned on the street before where I thought I was going and I pull into a big parking lot and there's this huge government contractor, defense contractor. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, here I am. So I said, you know what? I might as well go in. I'm in the parking lot. And you in. didn't even intend on being there. No, I, I literally took a, the turn too soon. <laughs> so I pull in and I, I was like, all right. So I walk up and it's a big building. It's what it was that 30, 40,000 square foot building. hundred, hundred thousand, something, yeah. you know, something yeah, yeah. along yeah. those lines. But yeah. And, um, so there was a big security office. So I said, <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So the guys working at the security office were like, we can't give you anybody's name or, or any contact information, but we'll take yours and make sure it gets to the right place. Mm-hmm. So I said, and they kind of had a smirk and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And I left. And uh, that evening we get a phone call and I didn't answer. It was like nine o'clock. It was, it was late. It was after eight and I didn't answer the phone. But in the morning, I listened to the message, and sure enough, it was um, a 
contractor that was working in the building and they had just um, fired their cleaners the day before. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a they wrong said, turn is the right turn. It was. And mm. they said, we need four people here full time. We have this big project going on. And um, can you start, can you come out here today and give me a price? He said, you need your hard hat, your steel toed shoes and something else. And I said, if you want me to come right now, I don't have my hard hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Matt because I also don't own, you know, steel toed shoes, but he did. So Matt went out there and it just, it was amazing. It turned in, um, we ended up get, winning the the job and they needed four people just the was it this it was like days before that was like on a tuesday and that prior friday uh, we Mm -hmm. had um we had just signed on our well i think our second franchise owner Mm -hmm. who had just happened to be it was four people that it was two couples couples that had joined kind of like as a partnership Mm -hmm. and they had decided they wanted to start they had all just lost their jobs at disney and so they had they this is what they were going to do next and uh and so it was like you know, two days after oh. they signed on, it was like, hey, do and you guys they've got want... a big gig already. Yeah. Now. And we're like, do you guys want this work? And it was, you know, it was phenomenal. So like these guys sort of swooped in, you know, two days and they knocked it out of the park. And this client mm-hmm. is like, love them the whole throughout that whole project. And I mean, we I, we must we build hundreds of thousands of dollars on that job. Just that oh. one. And those people that the impact that those made that, that made with those franchise owners and their situation, it was just enormous. And it was so cool what for is, us to see, because had it been any other week, we wouldn't have had the team to be mm-hmm. able to do it. So how that happened at the same time was really amazing. To see. You know, I think about the Bible verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. And he directed your path that day. He sure really did. did. He makes a way where there is no way. And he opens doors that you didn't even know there was a door there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it brought in all of this increase. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love that. I walk around a good amount. But another time I walked into office somewhere, I should, it was just a, the most random, little obscure. And I said, I'm here. I'll go in. And it turns out um, it was a gentleman that actually is part of a podcast that I listened to in Michigan, Christian-based podcast. And it really had impacted me on being excited about moving to Orlando and the work God is doing in Orlando. And I walked in and he said, we recorded that podcast right there. And uh, we just formed a relationship. He became a customer, but more importantly, he became a, a friend of Matt. And it was one of his first connections mm-hmm. um, when we were here in Orlando mm-hmm. and they still get together now. Isn't so that it's just something? amazing. You never know who you're going to meet when you walk in. Oh my goodness. Buildings. Yeah. yeah. This is something amazing. And you get to see this all the time. I'm sure that there's almost an expectation now that something you never know when something big is going to break today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really, it's really turned into a, um, I don't want to say an expectation as much as like, so you went to the the Buck Jacobs talk mm-hmm. the other week or whatever. And so Buck Jacobs is the founder of C12 and his subject that he gave a speech on here in Orlando was about what he calls the most important hour. So it's waking up and sort of giving that first hour of your day to God and spending that time connecting with the Lord and, um, and and, journaling and journaling and Mm -hmm. how to do that and all of that kind of stuff. So anyways, um, uh, I've, I've been doing that for a while and Amy has too. So we've been, but that has made such an impact in, in the sense of like, um, in this way, in the sense of like, it's every morning. Uh, one of the things that you get when you try to spend an hour with God every morning is if, like you got, you spend, you have to spend a lot of time praying and it, it starts when you first start doing it, you're like, what do I do for a whole hour? 
you're like, <laughs> you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't want to fall asleep here. So let's like, what do I do to stay busy for that amount of time? So you're kind of journaling. You got to figure out what to write about. You're reading through the Bible. And then you're like, I've been spending a lot of time just trying to connect with God and pray. And, um, and as I'm, we're doing that, it's really helped to li- help you to kind of hear from the Lord and then, and draw that kind of connection. And then it's, it has really come to like, from a day-to-day perspective, managing the business, even the little things, it's like, we're sort of going there and just sort of putting it in front of the Lord and saying, what do I do about this? What do you want to say about this? Should I do this? Yes or no. Should I do, uh, the other day we, we decided we were going to hire a person and we were like, I was like, Lord, please bring that person. And that day somebody just showed up that completely out of the blue and was like, Hey, are you guys hiring for whatever? And then it turns out they're a great fit. And it's just, I don't know. It's, we're sort of just resigned to let him drive and we just show up and do the work, I guess. That is so great. Yeah. Matt, tell us again, the website that you have. Uh, Stratusclean.com. S T R A T U S clean.com. And if you will give us a kind of, um, a, a couple of minute pitch, if you will, that will help people who are maybe if they are not looking for something themselves, they know somebody that would be. And this sounds like such a great, I mean, I think about people that worked at Disney needed something new to do and they found not only work, but they found work that they liked and it was exciting and it was good and, and secure. So what do, what do people need to know in, in order to be a part? Yep. So if you if you're hardworking, if you're motivated, if you're driven to achieve your own financial independence, your own financial freedom, and it, then there's a way to do it. There's a, a Stratus commercial cleaning franchises that could be potentially a great option for you. It's um, it's a really great partnership. We do uh, the sales and marketing. We get clients on your behalf. Um, we train you. We support you in the field. We teach you how to run a commercial cleaning business that is better than the competition. Uh, the the system works. Uh, Stratus is the fourth fastest growing franchise in the world right now. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, wow. it's insane. And it's because um, it's because it works. It's because people, there's, you know, thousands and thousands of uh, unit franchise owners that are operating successful commercial cleaning businesses inside of the system. So it's uh, it yeah. works and we can teach you how to do it. Yeah. And I think what's really notable is half of our franchise owners right now are referrals from other franchise owners in Orlando. Yeah. So if they're happy doing mm-hmm. it, that really makes, you know, that really makes your job uh, a lot easier to find people when there's, they're doing the work for you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to work for this company and, and you guys are a delightful couple. And I think your story is fascinating. And uh, there are aspects about it that we've heard today, the neighbor, just the way God reaches out through simple little movements of love that we give to another person. This is a really inspiring story. So thank you for sharing it. Well, thanks for having us, Mike. It's been been a pleasure. Well, it's been a blast having you here. That is Matt and Amy McCartney from Stratus Building Solutions. Give them a call. Give us that web address one more time. It's uh, stratusclean.com, S-T-R-A-T-U-S clean.com, or you can give us a call at 407-915-3900. The McCartneys, thank you for being with us, and friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.